Welcoming to the show. I'm your host, Cam, and we're here with another exclusive interview. We got Erin Lily Smith, actress, singer, voice artist, and filmmaker. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. Anytime. Erin <laughs> has done it all from various mm-hmm. cult pictures to also being uh, the former uh, Radio Disney in Alabama voice persona. So. Yes, sir. That's a blast from the past. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, welcome, welcome. So Thank you. Uh, I just figured, you know, we're always trying to do just kind of some fun sit downs just with different personas who've had all different degrees of success and just have some pointers and just other inspirational stories. And it's so cool that you have joined the likes of Christopher R. Meme, you and your husband, Thomas, have just always been able to assemble all these various uh, B pictures just made from love and uh, just your heart and just that are perfect homages. <laughs> Oh, we're, we're trying, we're trying. And again, you're doing voice lessons and sessions and it's cool that you're inspiring other people to pursue their craft and that, you know, again, you're, you don't have to be the first 20 names on a poster to make a living, you know? Exactly. And you don't also have to just, you know, work out your parents' basement or do just take up a camcorder to do this. Just literally just assemble, decide the tone and persona and crew and you're good. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to do the thing, go do the thing. It may not be the perfect thing, but at least you've done it and you've learned from it and you can improve on the next one. Thousand percent. And so again, you've had many stories, interviews before. Uh, When did you just realize it's like, I have a voice like legit, I've been working on it all my life and I want to share it. I want to sing. I want to do different characters. Oh, uh, when I was a, a teenager, when I was about 16, I started taking voice lessons because it just, I, I saw, I saw some, some musicals and thought, you know, that would be fun. So, um, I started taking voice lessons then and studied all through college, uh, did, a little bit in New York, did a tour, realized I hated doing actual theater. <laughs> I like doing doing musicals. I yeah, like doing you did community of... favor theater and mobile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but doing doing an actual tour while everybody on it was great and it was a really cool experience. I missed my house. I missed my family. I hated New York. It was just not my thing. So I came home to try and figure out what my next steps were going to be and met my husband and we got married and I I had been working a little with radio in college. I, I have my degrees in broadcast journalism because hey. that was going to be a really good fallback. Um, who, who knew that journalism was just going to kind of peter out a little bit, but right. um, <laughs> but but I worked with Radio Disney and um, did their remote, uh, they did little shows, basically. It was little games and and uh, I can't really describe it. It wasn't so much broadcasting. It was, it was more playing with kids and face painting. It was, I was basically a party clown, but on the radio. It was very weird. interactive. And it was very interactive and it was a meta. lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I realized I, I really liked doing the radio-ish part of that 
as much as I liked doing the the playing with everybody. And um, a friend of mine told me that a company in town was looking for voices. So I auditioned and got that. And I've been there off and on, mostly on for about 18 years. I took a little break to go and, and uh, study in New York. I got invited to go and study with a really cool teacher up there. So went and studied and did some auditions and did my tour and then, you know, came back. And when I met Thomas, I know this is very nonlinear. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. We're going to jump all over the place. You had a very connected yet loose storyline. But when I met Thomas, he was interested in writing and I'd been acting for, you know, a while and we got to talking about it and realized that if we really wanted to make and or get any of these scripts that he was writing made, best way to do it was just to try and do it ourselves. So we started uh, with a couple of shorts that were fairly terrible and um, <laughs> but just <laughs> But just, just, uh, they were actually t really terrible, but, um, we learned from it and we started to kind of assemble a group of people that we enjoyed working with and that were talented and it makes a difference. It does. It really <laughs> does. And, um, we, we just kept doing stuff and little by little, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and, stuff has gotten you know some of the the shorts and you know that we've done have gotten wonderful reviews and have been in film festivals and one kind of went like mini viral it wasn't really viral but it got a lot more attention than we thought it was going to so we turned it into a feature yeah the, and the, the, night, the shift. night shift yeah yeah we turned that into into the night shift and then you know it's all just kind of come from there. It's These all collector's yeah, items of the DVD on Amazon right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that mm, that's a that's a story. But um, <laughs> yeah, we we had a distributor for it, and they went out of business. So oh. yeah, so we got the rights back. That's great. But there are just random DVDs floating around, and, around. out there. So if you find one. Congratulations. It's like finding a golden ticket. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you never know where they're going to be. Exactly. Um, so uh, one of your voice uh, teachers was Joyce Sylvester. Uh, what were the main, uh, what was the main gain from out of all your many mentors, uh, just honing your craft? Uh, yeah, it was, it was just honing my craft and figuring out what uh, what worked best for me. And I had one teacher, Catherine Barnesboroughs, who was sort of like my my second mom. She she's the one that I really you could say either credit or blame for a lot of this. <laughs> I'm not sure which. She um, in a bottle, but maybe a support. I don't know. <laughs> she used to preach to it to all of us and in her studio, grow your own garden. Don't wait for someone to show up on your doorstep with an opportunity because that's not going to happen. That's go great. and make your own. You've got to go out there and find stuff. And if you can't find it, make it. 
So wonderful. Yeah. She's a cool lady. Uh, stellar. Um, were you also reading just some various stories about people who were in the industry? And so you just kind of were just like, okay, I need to, you know, level this out, you know, approach this like a business as opposed to have too much fun and then be angry that I'm not getting the kind of career that I want right now. <laughs> uh, a little, mostly, it, mostly it was just having uh, really wonderful teachers that explained to me what my next steps should be. So that, you know, I, um, trying to find the right it's words fine. for it. <laughs> but, it's not live. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, when I was, when I was in college and doing, uh, I, I had an opera internship and, and some other stuff. And, uh, I had this, it was uh, actually Catherine Barnesboroughs that really took me under her wing and was showing me, this is where you need to go and audition. This is where you need to, you know, how you need to get there. She introduced me to uh, some wonderful teachers that I worked with. Uh, one was the, he's he unfortunately is now the late Dr. Oren Brown, but he was the professor emeritus at Juilliard. Then I, I worked with this really lovely teacher in New York, uh, Jeanette Levetri, and nice. her partner that I found out later was all, uh, after I worked with him, he worked with Daniel Radcliffe to get him ready for uh, how to succeed in business. So I'm like two degrees of separation from Harry Potter. Right. That's Great. that's Great my claim to fame at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm two degrees of separation from Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> that's... I saw it in a magazine and went, no way. You um, lucky duckling. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's cool. Um, but I, they helped me figure out where to go and audition and how to, how to do it and, and how to um, hopefully have some success at it. And it, it went well. Um, I, I did well in auditions. I got callbacks. I got the lead in my tour and you know things were going really well i just couldn't stand living in new york i didn't like the the cutthroatness of you know no, it's, of it's, all very, of it. it's very true i it, it you got to be prepared when you move like i mm -hmm. had some pals who wanted me to go to georgia and i was like well but we got to find a good place to live we got to mm -hmm. find some contacts before we make the gamble and exactly backup plan instead of just wing it and then be like, Oh no, I got to go back. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, that, that's so cool that you had to kind of just say, okay, so what's next. And then you're yep. just like, I don't like it here. So what, where's my uh -huh. retreat now? Where do I go next? Instead of just fret, fret, fret. No. <laughs> exactly. So I, I went, you know, I um, finished everything up. I had to give up my, my, it wasn't an apartment. I was staying in a boarding house for proper young ladies, basically. And there, they had, uh, <laughs> they had rule. Yeah. They had rules against when gentlemen, uh, rules for when gentlemen callers could come and what rooms they could go to. It oh, was, it was, it was great. It was awesome. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I had to give that up to, go on tour so i um i just went home to try and figure out what to do next and 
started doing voiceovers again because, you know, needed a job. And that's when I met Thomas and we just clicked right away. And we were both interested in the same, the same end goal, just in different capacities. So, um, yeah, so we just, we got engaged, got married and started making stuff about a month before we got married. There you go. Uh, Yes, because that's what you want to do the month before you get married is, you know, go put together a horror short. (laughs) 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 There's nothing else going on, you know. Uh, at least you were sure. I, I have been on so many movies that were made by couples and they broke up midway through. So then as a result, the, those movies never came out. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that wasn't the case. But no, um, no, we're we're going on uh, 15 years this December. Oh, congrats. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's hard for some individuals to kind of be married or keep maintain a relationship in uh, this industry sometimes just because of uh, how much time it takes up and balancing it out with personal life. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that we're, um, we've just never really had that problem. You so guys both spoke film. Lucky. That was your first language. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're very lucky in that that's, you know, we, we just, for some reason it just clicks. It just works really well, but, um, but I can see where, where, because of the amount of time that it takes up and how stressful it is, I can see where it could be an issue at, you know, at some point we've just, we've just learned that we're on the same team. So when it gets really stressful, we, instead of sniping at each other, we try and help each other get through it. That's really cool. Cause there are so many times where you'll hear stories about, you know, people being unhappily married or just not being, uh, being so caught up with work to where now it's work and there is no fun and it's hard to keep, you know, especially when this is an entertainment industry, it's hard to Uh maintain a sense of fun in the performance or keep it from not being mediocre and then making time for kids and what have you and uh, other annual events. And, uh, would you also say that aside from just time management and just continually finding additional time to hone your craft in addition Mm -hmm. to auditions and gigs Mm -hmm. that uh, what's another main, main factor that you would highlight that's like key to all of this? Um, It's, I really think it's the stress management. That's just. Okay. Very cool. I think it can all boil down to stress management. Uh, time management but then i mean i don't know i don't know if you've seen the documentary series uh that guy who was in that thing and it's follow-up that gal who was in that thing oh yeah yeah i've seen both of them they were great yeah nice and and it's been a while but no they're very great and they're unfortunately no longer on stream which is a shame because they they all bring up the main key ingredient which is uh what do you guys do when you're down you know and you've done the whole Uh people recognizing you in public and doing the whole uh, just making time for family and all what what keeps you happy and it's like you, they they all says like we worked on happiness we go for a jog we you know yeah yeah it's it's when when we are really really crazy stressed out sometimes it's best just to put on something silly on tv and just just 
stop thinking about anything for a little while. What's really funny is that a lot of that time it's, it's MST3. Even better. <laughs> so how did that uh, connection uh, start up? Had they seen your work Demon Squad? I wasn't able to see the Gizmoplex uh, playback yet, but. Um, oh, that's okay. Um, um, I know you guys just sit down with them, but um, uh, yeah. So Demon Squad was pretty well liked by a lot of indie filmmakers and uh, review sites who saw it and uh, how, well, how did they uh, pick you guys's brain and say hey we, we'd like to feature your movie on the show <laughs> uh they they didn't they oh. <laughs> yeah they that which is fine they went through um they went through wild eye wild our, eye releasing. okay yeah our main distributor is tomcat Summerhill, Tomcat slash Summerhill. And then Wild Eye has our DVD distribution and some other stuff. I I'd need to look at the contract. But um That's fine. but they they have the um they had the authority to to approve this, you know, and, and get the rights over to MSC3K. So they went to them and we found out uh from YouTube. We <laughs> We had some oh, wow. YouTube, yeah, we had some YouTube comments. Every now and then we'll just kind of do a little Google search to see if anybody's done a review or or anything like that on any of the movies. Just a just kind of a cursory glance at social media and stuff. Make sure no one's stealing your content or anything else just awful. Yeah, mostly just to see if anybody's watching it or if we've gotten any new comments or anything like that. And the um one of the one of the video one of the places that had the movie up um had comments underneath it saying this will be great for for mst3k and uh thomas found it and his first thought was well they're trolling that's funny um and then more comments of that nature came up underneath it. And, you know, this is, this is a great experiment. This is going to be fun. Congrats on MST3K. And he just kind of went, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah. yeah. What, what is happening? Uh, I know a friend of our show, Jim Morazzini really dug it on Voices from the Balcony. Oh, I'm so glad. I am so, oh, I actually, I remember that review. That yeah. was really nice. Yeah. And appreciated. So thank you. Thank yep. you, Jim. Um, we uh yeah, he he kept seeing this, so uh he pulled up he just this I think he right. googled <laughs> yeah. MST3K Demon Squad and a paste magazine article came up and it had a little thing about Demon Squad in it. And at first we're like, there must be another one. There's got to be another Something demon squad the out there. <laughs> yeah, and you know because no one's ever heard of ours, so that it wouldn't be ours. And then there's a poster, and I'm on it. And then there was a little blurb, and they mentioned me and Christian in it, and we went, "This is ours." Okay, okay, interesting. Pulled up the the live stream on uh on youtube and and heard joel announce it and and both of us just were like oh my god <laughs> wow and you know this is this is this is cool is this cool yeah this is this is cool this is cool yeah yeah this is fun and um 
contacted our distributor and we're like, do you know about this? And they're like, no. <laughs> so they talked to Wild Eye and, and found out what happened. And yeah, but uh, yeah, nobody, uh, nobody ever came to us about it. And we just found out with everybody else when or slightly the, after. Uh, when did the roundtable invite uh, come in? <laughs> that was, uh, that was in May. We got the the invite in May, and they could not have been nicer. I I honestly cannot say enough about how wonderful everybody affiliated with the show has been. They've just been the the most welcoming, warm people, and have have made what could have been a very uh very stressful experience one that we just Maybe really enjoyed or anything. Yeah. <laughs> We we weren't really worried about the moot about the show being mean spirited because that's not really their thing. It, you know, it, they've always just, everything's just been in good fun. So we weren't really worried about the show. We were more worried about the the social media after the show. But again, yeah, luckily, I think everybody they've, they've filtered out a lot of the guys who often are just mean spirited or taking yeah. the humor too far. And uh, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> the the mst3k forums have just been the sweetest people they have just been so sweet the facebook page has just been lovely so you know twitter's been nice it's just it's everybody has been overwhelmingly kind they, they had some bullies on the kickstarter but those were yeah. going way way back to the whole joel versus oh, Ryan yeah. versus jonah thing and it's like okay well if you don't want to be on here no one's stopping you you don't have to fund this yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, like i just i don't understand the whole let's be mean thing i've just never gotten that but you know don't it like is a thing. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah seriously but you know it was something we expected and and we did run across it here and there but it's been people who far weren't gonna like more... it anyway <laughs> oh yeah yeah there were some people that i'm like this no, they're never gonna enjoy this that's fine that's cool and if you don't like it that's fine that's your opinion and you are more than welcome to it and you know not everybody likes everything there are things i don't like it's fine but um you know just be nice please um but the uh but the response has been overwhelmingly positive and we've just been really, really blown away by it. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and so Wild Eye has helped you guys figure out a lot of video on demand, internet streaming options for a lot of your movies. Uh, just for this one, just for okay. this one. Nice. They, and they've been great. They've been wonderful. Um, uh, how did Backwoods come about? Yeah. You know, for those who want to know, you can it from amazon and i saw a bunch of good reviews on that one and how that was uh, throwback to hillbilly terror that's that's what we were going for we've been doing supernatural for a while and it's you know the special effects tend to be really difficult to to deal with i mean demon squad the special effects took almost two years so that you know after it was filmed so a lot of the creatures it, are really cool they kind of remind me of wishmaster thank you yeah yeah we were we were trying to keep the creatures as practical as we could and 
just use the the CGI for things like you know interdimensional portals. Um, but it's I mean it's a lot. Every other scene in the movie had at least one special effect of some sort. It might mm-hmm. just be fixing an eye line, but it was there was something in there. So we wanted to do something that was a little more grounded in reality, something that didn't have quite, you know, quite the the special effects uh, budget for one thing, but, you know, one that just was a little easier to deal with effects wise. And we started thinking about, you know, what, maybe we, we should try just a straight up slasher flick, just, just for fun, just to see what happens. Would you say and, uh, you guys were just always really good with tone and mood, just watching what you loved and seeing how to recreate what you dug on screen? I I, I like to think we're, we're pretty good at it. I hope so. Because it, it um, is crazy when you're having to kind of filter what kind of audience you're looking for, like, because now we're yeah. even in a weirder uh, mm-hmm audience where there's so many degrees to different types of crowds some people are just as likely to go to Tubi or Pluto TV if they want to find something as they are to rent physical stuff still from Netflix or Redbox and then with B pictures you know some people are always going to look for that kind of thing regardless of its quality and there's other crowds to it where some you know the filmmakers are trying to not make something look like sci-fi channel. And then at the same time, there's still an audience for that. They're just as likely to watch your movie as the non-crowd. So, I, I think, I think what we do mostly is we just make a movie that we think we would want to watch. You know, we just make something that we think we would enjoy and hopefully other people will enjoy it too. Very you nice. Know, it's, it, because it, you can't please everyone so you know just make what you are interested in and there's sure to be some like-minded people out there oh totally i i think you guys should totally collaborate with christopher R. meme who's also made a living doing a lot of 50s inspired b pictures in his hometown and kind of like you guys did with your yeah. short film on the uh 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 that led up to your initial movie uh he's always kind of indicated that a lot of the characters are in kind of the same shared universe <laughs> yeah that's uh nick moon was actually supposed to be a supporting character in a night shift sequel that's that was where he came from I and see. we we got the we got it written and looked at it and went yeah this is never gonna happen <laughs> like we will never have the budget for this so you know um but nick was cool so we were just going to do a short with him and see you know see how that went but thomas wrote the short and he showed it to me and we both had the same thought that it wasn't a short it was a cold open to a movie Mm. Mm so yeah the short was the first scene of of demon squad nice so yeah that's that was just gonna be a short and we we just really loved the character and wanted to explore more of of his world so um the nice thing about him not being a supporting character was we were able to call christian and be like hey (laughs) you want to be a detective (laughs) but um nice. we, you know we wouldn't have been able to do that 
otherwise. But um, yeah, he uh, he was just supposed to be a, a supporting character in that world. So we were we were kind of just sticking with the Night Shift universe for a while, and now we're branching out. Have you thought of doing some crowdfunding? We have. We've talked about it, and I I don't have anything concrete yet, but we're we're really really interested in doing some crowdfunding. Um, we've got a sequel that is written more or less. It's it's still a work in progress, but it would it's not something that we could ever do on our own. So crowdfunding would be. Uh, would be one way to go that would be a really good way to go and please keep your eye out for it because it'll probably probably happen but okay. i can't say for sure because i don't know for sure what's going on okay this is um, this has all been kind of this has been kind of a weird week <laughs> having having the movie on mst3k and then everything after it's it's kind of been a little bit of a of a whirlwind so yeah <laughs> one way to say we're, it we're not used to this kind of attention we're we're more used to uh we make a movie and we put it in some film festivals and it goes on video on demand and we get some reviews and that's the end of that so <laughs> this is this has been a really it's been a fun experience but it's it's definitely not our our norm so we're we're just kind of trying to figure our way out at this point very cool uh would you say that you're also just uh prone to just again just searching around and just brainstorming and just locking and loading just ready to assign the next project <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we um since backwoods we've already we've already done another short i mean with the whole pandemic and everything things have been a little a little uh light we haven't really been able to do much plus we had a, a baby right after backwoods or actually kind of during backwoods but um so things are things things have been really really different over here uh but we did a short that trauma picked up and it came out in june and we've got another short written and some props made and we're planning on doing that eventually hopefully sometime soon but um yeah it's just if if a idea comes to one of us we just start writing on it and see where it takes us very stellar uh are there any you know i don't want to have anyone give away you know what ideas are in development uh what are some genres you guys would like to tackle uh, anything else uh we're we always enjoy doing like a like a horror or a supernatural kind of thing sci-fi would be really really cool um we we at this point i think we just if an idea hits us we go with it we did a a short several years ago that was just a straight up rom-com nice. and yeah so it's just it, it's just whatever you know whatever kind of strikes us if if we think it's worth going after we'll just start writing and see you know just kind of go from there 
Very neat. Are there any roles that is still a dream role that you would like to portray, whether in your own production or someone else's? Oh, uh, I'm I'm always interested in character work. Uh, any any, just if it's a fun role, I'm I'm all about it. Uh, I've done everything from Shakespeare and to Chekhov to Gilbert and Sullivan. So it's you know mm. I'm I'm all about whatever whatever sounds interesting. So I, I don't have anything specific. I just, the, I, I really like funny characters, but I also like really dramatic characters. So it, it's, it's just whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have a specific, like, yes, I want to do that. <laughs> um, at least not anymore. I had them when I was younger, but now I've kind of aged out of those. So, um, but but yeah, I, I'm just all about interesting, fun characters. Do you have any other acting classes or professors that you recommend everyone check out trying to get into it, whether online or in person? Um, if, if you're in the Mobile, Alabama area, I always, re if you are a child, I always recommend Playhouse in the Park because that's where I got started. Um, but it, other than that, I, I I recommend just just grabbing any and all books you can on the subject and looking to find a a local teacher that you that you gel with. Nice. Yeah. Uh, also, um, well, what would you also just say is just uh how would you describe uh the indie film scene there it's pretty friendly or is it kind of hit and miss or just word of mouth oh down here yeah um there's it seems like we, we all just kind of work together the other day uh another filmmaker was over at our house working on a uh, working on a video because they needed a living room so we have a living room come on it was our dp on on demon squad <laughs> he, he does his own stuff too so you know we it seems like it's it's a fairly friendly community down here so you know we all tend to work together very cool very cool and uh just any other future collaborators that uh or other projects that you just would love to promote um right now i don't have anything <laughs> I don't have anything to promote right now. Um, other than if you have not gotten a chance to see Demon Squad on MST3K, I urge you to do it because it is hilarious. And then after you watch that, please go and watch the full movie on Tubi and see what all you missed because it's about 20 minutes had to be cut out. And and <laughs> and all I'm gonna say is troll madam that that that's my favorite scene in the entire movie and it didn't make it to the MST3K cut. So go watch it for the troll madam. She's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's all, that's all I can really promote at this point. But uh, yeah, the, the MST3K version was absolutely hysterical. We cracked up through the whole thing and we're just, we're just really grateful for the experience 
Excellent. Think you might be doing any more future albums in the future? Yeah, we've we've got some some ideas that we're knocking around. So, like I said, be on the lookout for a possible Kickstarter. We're we're really we're really working on that one. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you ever so much for being on here. All right. <laughs> thank time. you so much. Absolutely. Hopefully in time for Halloween. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That would be fantastic. <laughs> totally. All right. Godspeed to you. This was a delight. Thank you. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a